Welcome back to Core Anesthesia. Whether you are a student prepping for tests and boards or a CRNA here to earn CEUs, we are glad you've joined us. For more about us, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Core Anesthesia and online at coreanesthesia.com. Welcome back to Core Anesthesia. I'm Cole here with Tanner. And today we want to do a discussion from our 2022 Student Anesthesia Conference in July. Uh, We're so excited to announce that several of the speakers gave us their permission to go ahead and post a recorded session so that those that were unable to attend would be able to benefit from the knowledge and wisdom that they had to pass on. We know it was beneficial to a lot of the people that were able to listen to it live, and we hope it'll be beneficial to you today. Our next topic that we're going to cover is one that I'm really excited about. In fact, Cole and I took an entire podcast episode to devote to talking about our personal experiences with this. And we're going to be talking about mental stress and resources that are available for students uh, during school. Uh, With every other session, we are going to talk about our sponsor here first. This session is made possible by Marshfield Clinic Health System. Marshall Clinic Health System is seeking CRNAs in the Wisconsin area. In-house call, beeper call, no call, and casual opportunities are all available. $100,000 in student loan assistance during SRNA programs, excellent salaries of over $215,000 for new grads, and a new grad-friendly atmosphere. Post-call days are built into the work schedule, nine weeks of vacation, W-2 employment with full benefits, and a family-friendly community. Additionally, Marshfield Clinic will pay for full relocation costs. Marshfield Clinic Health System gives exceptional professionals a place to call home. Please contact Jennifer, CRNA recruiter at 715-316-1448. Now it is my pleasure to introduce our next speaker, Catherine Horvath. Catherine Horvath, DNP, CRNA, CHSE, is an assistant professor and program director of the DNP nurse anesthesia track at John Hopkins University School of Nursing. Dr. Horvath has a passion for the well-being of anesthesia professionals. For the last two years, she has served as chair of the AANA Health and Wellness Committee, where she has increased resources, published, and spoken locally and nationally about health challenges and wellness strategies for anesthesia providers, faculty, and students. In addition, she served as a member of the AANA Curriculum Task Force to create a framework of resources for educational programs to meet the COA standards of health and wellness content. Within nurse anesthesia programs where she has been associated, she has developed and implemented impactful health and wellness curriculum initiatives for students, as well as trying to role model healthy lifestyle choices. Dr. Horvath has been a CRNA for 30 years and continues to practice clinically. It is now our pleasure to welcome to the presentation stage, Dr. Horvath. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Kathy Horvath. Um, I hope you're enjoying this great conference that um, Tanner and Cole have put together for you. Um, And thank you for inviting me uh, to speak today. Uh, As chair of the AANA Health and Wellness Committee and a nurse anesthesia program director myself, Uh, Again, I was asked to talk to you guys today about how to maintain your health and wellness kind of as a student and as a future CRNA, because it's, you know, it's it's kind of a lifelong thing that we have to pay attention to. And I'm going to first acknowledge that it may not seem possible or easy to keep up with any kind of focus on your health and wellness during school. Uh, Nurse anesthesia programs are hard. 
clinical rotations are hard, uh, but maintaining even or even creating new ways to stay healthy uh, and well are critical for you to survive and kind of thrive in the uh, nurse anesthesia program. It's critical for maintaining your relationships with your family and your friends. And um, it's going to be critical for the patients that you care for. So, um, so again, I'm, I'm glad to be here today. So I always hate kind of starting with a negative, but we all need to understand that there's data out there for how you all are feeling right now as students of nurse anesthesia programs. Uh, nurse anesthesia school is a huge transition. There are rigorous and never-ending academic demands that seem to kind of never ease up until you're done. Uh, there's loss of pretty good income from your nursing jobs you had before entering school. And for most of you, you're taking on a large amount of debt to finance your education. So um, that adds stress and financial strain. Um, you're all transitioning into a new nursing role. You're going from being kind of this expert resource on your, your ICU units or your nursing units to now being the low man on the totem pole and probably sometimes kind of wanting to be invisible um, so that people don't, um, you know, criticize you or, or um, you know, again, kind of some of those negative feelings. But then you're going to start transitioning into creating yourself into this kind of confident, autonomous and independent professional. So there's a lot of adaptation that needs to occur there. Uh, you know, many times students, as you know, feel a loss of control over their life. They're spending most of their time doing things related to school. This leads to a lack of social time and loss of things that brought them joy prior to school. And then we kind of can't forget about COVID yet. Uh, COVID has added additional stressors to our lives, um, both for the patients that you've cared for and um, that, um, and you know, most of you, if not all of you, came from ICUs or in healthcare uh, settings that had to deal with COVID. So um, there, that became very complex and uh, was very sad at times. Pro programs were affected by COVID too. Some programs had to pull students from sites during COVID, um, missing clinical time, then forced these schools to restructure classes to ensure, you know, students were going to be able to make up clinical hours. Um, for some students, then there's an uncertainty that whether they're going to graduate on time. Um, and then for all of you, probably more of your coursework became distance-based, right? So less face-to-face -face interaction. So this kind of social networking part of the program sometimes was lacking or missing. Um, students also, you know, express a lot of self-doubt during this time. They're in, you know, some, of, some people feel like they're in competition with their classmates and their academic achievements or you know, whether they have the abilities to, necessary to succeed. So there's a lot of self-doubt. And um, students can encounter incivility sometimes in programs or in the clinical setting. Um, 
uh, students report, there have been studies that show that students report that supervisors and teachers are sometimes gossiping about students, eye rolling, whispering, even screaming at students. So I hope none of you on this call are experiencing that, but um, there has been data to show that um, that, that is, is occurring in places. So all of these factors have led to you know, students that feel heightened anxiety, stress, and unfortunately, in some cases, leading to depression. And, you know, research is showing that this is kind of increasing in healthcare right now for everyone. And so, you know, the, his, the data has shown that nurse anesthesia school is hard and has a lot of stress and anxiety. But then again, with the addition of COVID and some other complex things that are happening in our world, um, we're all feeling a little more stressed um, and uh, anxious about things. There are also multiple challenges kind of to a student's mental and physical health, but um, I'm going to uh, focus on some of the big things. And the first is sleep deprivation. Um, you don't get enough sleep and it's sporadic and it's unpredictable sleep. And it's kind of these ever changing sleeping patterns. You may not be able to sleep well, you're waking up at odd times, or maybe just your clinical sites are requiring different offshoots. Um, there's also lack of social time. All of your friends are still going out and having fun. They're going to the beach, you know, they're meeting for dinner, they're getting together. Uh, family and friends are, you know, your family's getting together, but maybe you're not. Um, many of you are married and might have kids. And then there's the pressure to be home and spend time with them. You want to be home, but you have a lot of other demands of your time right now. And then in general, there's just, you know, not enough time for things like physical fitness. And there may be choices of less commitment to, to you know, having those healthy food choices. So all of these are, are challenges. And if that's not bad enough, um, some, some students to cope uh, and just many of us in general turn to maladaptive behaviors to cope, right? We start turning in things late, students will call out sick, they start not really caring about their academic performance. Uh, again, kind of the poor eating choices, um, you know, don't feel like they have enough time for things like, you know, even taking care of themselves. Uh, they may start socially start to isolate, meaning they feel like they're pulling away from family and friends and then um, kind of give up on trying to keep, keep up. Uh, and then um, there's always the problem of uh, alcohol, excess of alcohol consumption, and then turning to illicit substance use, which is, um, again, in the literature showing to be an increasing problem. So I think some of you kind of are telling yourselves maybe, oh, when school is, is done, you know, that's when I'll, uh, I'll take care of myself and I'll, you know, Maybe some of these things like I'm doing, like overeating or I'm not sleeping well, it'll, it'll all um, get better once I'm out of school or maybe once I pass my boards or maybe once I start my first job, um, you know, I'll be able to correct some of these challenges or bad coping mechanisms. But for some of you, or, you know, it, it just doesn't really work that way. We kind of have to work at our health and wellness all through our lives 
um, to keep ourselves healthy and thriving. And so, um, and some of these behaviors that um, we take on can have lasting consequences. So again, um, you know, working on it all the time and 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 trying to keep ourselves, uh, our well-being, um, positive and good. So I I want to start by uh, here by asking you to do a quick exercise with me, and you are obviously all remote. I can't see you, but I hope you'll indulge me for a minute. So um, when I say go, I want um, everyone to close your eyes, nothing more, just kind of close your eyes and be still and quiet and don't talk for about 30 seconds. And I'm going to time it and there's just going to be silence. And, um, and so again, I'd just like you to close your eyes and be quiet for 30 seconds. All right, go. Okay, now you can open your eyes. And I'd like you to reflect a little bit on what you thought about for those 30 seconds. Uh, was it happy? Was it optimistic? Was it grateful? Was it calm? Or was it stressed? Like, were you going through a list of things you needed to do once you, you were done? Or how long is this going to last? Or I really want to get up? Or whatever, or was it negative? And did you right away go to kind of going to those negative thoughts or kind of complaining in your head? And so the first thing I'm going to ask everyone to consider in maintaining or creating well-being during anesthesia school is to kind of pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. Pay attention to self-talk, what you're saying to yourself every day, and try to get rid of some of the negative talk and replace it with more op an optimistic spirit, spirit, spirit that kind of started your journey. Try replacing some of the negative talk with positive talk. You know, how we talk to ourselves directly affects how we are in our well-being. When we have negative soft self-talk, it affects our performance and how we perceive situations. So if you kind of listen to how you talk to yourself a little bit more, you can catch some of that negative talk and you can kind of nip it in the bud and just kind of get rid of it and kind of let some of those negative feelings go. Very, you know, again, something we could all, all do is just kind of pay attention to that self-talk. So now I want to transition kind of into the more positive part of my presentation and talk about how you can maintain or create that wellness in your life. And I'm going to offer some very simple strategies that you can all easily do now and really forever. Um, and then later uh, at the end of the presentation, I'll talk about some more complex strategies. And some of it surrounds just around work life or school life balance. And so um, others are just remembering the essentials of health and wellness. So what is school life balance? It involves um, finding the right balance of time and energy to dedicate to the demands of your career or your life, 
or your personal life. And this equilibrium changes depending on what stage of life you are, uh, what your personal needs, values, and circumstances. And why it's important is because a healthy balance between your personal life and your academic life will positively impact the performance you have in both. So now I'm just going to talk again about some few a few simple tips to help you get through the day, feel better, more energetic. And so we're going to talk about breathing, breath. And do you, you know, do you realize that you have the tool of breath that everyone has and you can use it to juggle some of the negative talk, mounting stress or feeling overwhelmed. And you bring it with you everywhere, right? It's free. Um, it's with you all the time. And so in those moments when things are not going exactly right, just pausing, taking a big breath in, holding it for a second and exhaling slowly, slowly is proven to physiologically decrease heart rate, blood pressure, catecholamine levels, and it makes you feel more calm. And so again, we can try another exercise um, here with breath. So I want everyone to sit up and kind of, if you're able to and comfortable to, and um, put your feet on the ground, on the floor if you're able to, and you can put your hands in your lap and relax your shoulders. And then just take a slow, deep breath through your nose, Hold it for a second and then breathe out through your mouth slowly. And then you can repeat it. And it's just a very quick technique that brings us a little bit of balance to our mind and body. It regulates our natural rhythm a little bit better and it helps us feel with deal with some anxiety we may be feeling. And so a great technique for the operating room where sometimes you need to, to pause, get your stress level down, maybe drop a medication. Um, our breath can really help us if we can slow it down and be very mindful of it. Drink water. Pretty simple, right? So just a reminder that water is essential, just like clean air and food and sleep and exercise. And so um, I drinking water and staying hydrated helps us feel uh physically uh, better throughout the day and sleep. And again, I talked about what a challenge it can be uh, in nurse anesthesia school. There just doesn't seem to be enough time to get good sleep, but sleep is really um, an, an important physiologic um, component. It's essential for life. We all have to sleep. Um, some of us need different amounts of sleep, but um, you know, studies show that if we can consistently go to bed at roughly at the same time, get between six and eight hours of sleep and wake up roughly about the same time every day, that we can get better, uh, more restful sleep. And then again, that helps with our performance, our mood um, as we move forward. So we all you know, struggle with uh, eating well and exercise. And so 
I, you know, I, I like to say we're all going to be, you know, indulge at times. We're all going to have days where, you know, our eating habits get a little bit off, but just eating nutritious foods in general, um, being very, you know, being a little bit more mindful about what, what we're eating um, and then exercise. Exercise can be a lot of different things. It can be walking around the block um, and from that all the way to running a marathon, if you can find time in school to do something like that. But uh, it can be stretching on, uh, you know, on a mat on the floor of your uh, apartment. Um, it can be, um, uh, you know, doing push-ups, you know, dedicate, dedicating yourself. I'm going to do push-ups and sit-ups every day. So again, exercise doesn't have to be this hour-long um, or even two hours by the time you get on the right clothes and, and go to the uh, gym to do something. Um, but it really, you can be, um, and be, and be happy that you're able to, 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 to do things, uh, every day to kind of move your body. So some other strategies are just kind of to, um, let go of some of the, um, that perfectionist mindset and just kind of let some of that go. And that will ease up some room for your mind to be open to more positive things. And so um, knowing that things aren't always going to be perfect um, will allow you actually to concentrate better and um, to be to be mindful of things that are, are, are going on. Uh, identify for yourself what's most important in your life and prioritize things and then make those things happen. Um, setting goals with uh, a purpose uh, for your life. Don't be uh, um, afraid to unplug and take a break. Um, you know, I find sometimes that uh, students, you know, will say, oh, I spent three hours. I never, I never left my apartment. I was studying. I didn't, you know, I didn't even eat. But sometimes we need those moments to unplug and take a break so that we can refresh our mind, refresh our bodies, and, and then it makes our concentration a little bit better as we move forward. Um, and that goes along with setting boundaries. Um, you have a lot of expectations of you during school. And so uh, setting some boundaries, saying some no, no to some things um, or, or limits on things will really help you. Um, I'm sure you're learning a lot about yourself uh, during the program, and um, um, and and your and your classmates, and what works and doesn't work. But kind of again, being uh, reflective of what works for you and what doesn't, and don't be feel pressured by others to do things that work for them if they don't work for you. Just like preventing uh, negative self-talk, I think just daily uh, reminding yourself that you're surviving, you're thriving, you're doing what you want to be doing, which was nurse anesthesia school, and you're move, you really are moving towards your goal every day, um, and you can do it. And so I think reminding yourself every day that you know, this, is, this is a goal that you wanted, you are moving towards it. Some days it doesn't feel that way, but you are and you can do it. So this diagram really outlines um, kind of what self-care could look like for you. I've talked about uh, some of these items. 
It's uh, spending time with your family and friends, you know, not um, even though they may be off doing doing things that you used to do but can't do now. It's really important to, to, to maintain that connection, even if it's just um, I, I know your generation probably probably doesn't use the phone much, but, you know, calling people, chatting with them, hearing their voices, um, maybe uh, not spending going, you know, spending a whole day going to the beach, but just spending an hour getting getting lunch or things like that. So, again, fam family and friend time. Um, some people really enjoyed massage therapy or aromatherapy. It puts them into a calm state. Um, again, that exercise, getting outdoors, getting fresh air, seeing the sunlight, um, which could be a challenge, uh, especially during the uh, winter months. But that really does a lot um, for um, our mental health. Um, maintaining hobbies. Um, remember when you used to have hobbies? Um, before school. And so if you're able to maintain some of those, again, that's kind of get, getting to that lifelong um, protection of your health and wellness is that you're maintaining these things through the hard times too. You may, you know, may might not be able to do them at the frequency you'd like, but you're maintaining those things that bring you joy and those things that you like. Um, again, just exploring. And uh, the last thing is trying as best you can to control or minimize debt because it does, um, you know, it causes stress and strain. Um, here are some suggestions just on ways to help maintain that balance. Again, spending time with family and friends, uh, time management, uh, organization, uh, podcasts can help because you can be multitasking, like exercising and listening to podcasts around, you know, which can be, and the podcasts themselves can be um, uplifting, be offering suggestions, uh, meditation, things like that. Uh, sometimes just talking to somebody who's been through it, whether it's an upperclassman in your school or actually a an experienced CRNA that's in practice to kind of get perspective of um, your life right now and, and to know that you can, you can move forward, you can get through it. Um, these are some challenges. These are some things that maybe um, will, will make you see that, that you're, you're doing it and you're getting through it. Um, maintaining a routine, especially around sleep. And then again, some quiet time um, always helps uh, re-energize uh, re uh, us. And then these next two slides are just um, a list of strategies that could be employed uh, in your program to kind of help the whole program globally with um, your student body's mental and physical health and well-being. Um, sometimes just knowing where resources are are important. So having some a place where wellness resources are kept. Um, programs can offer classes. Um, they, you know, can suggest walking areas around your campus or around the uh, hospital facilities. Um, they can provide exercise equipment in the school. Um, that you can go on outings, which is always fun. Uh, again, it gets that to that social part. Schools can offer wellness days. 
um, a fitness center membership. So always ask at your university whether um, that is offered because that's a, a great um, a resource for you. Even though you may not feel like you can get to it very often, usually those are close to campus or close to the hospitals. And, um, you know, possibly you might be able to get there even if it's just, you know, for 15 or 20 minutes in, at different periods. Again, these are just Again, a lot of different uh, ways that programs can um, um, maybe uh, help with student stress. I, I, I like to um, also just mention some of these. Again, I think um, hopefully your programs or and faculty um, allow you to express how you're feeling, um, talk, come to you and talk to you about certain um, stressful periods of your programs and that they're receptive to finding strategies um, to help uh, lessen that's those stressful periods, um, like around exam periods or assignment periods, or even just clinical um, uh, clinical things. Um, and again, these are just more um, uh, more strategies uh, around that programs can use. So um, the Professional Organization for Nurse Anesthesiology, you've probably heard this in other talks uh, as far as the AANA um, having, a, uh, having resources. Around uh, health and wellness, I think that the AANA has a plethora of resources that are available for students to support their well-being. Um, there is, a, as I mentioned, there is a health and wellness committee. Uh, there is always a student representative on that committee. And so they are always, um, um, you know, tr suggesting and, and implementing um, things to help with uh, student health, uh, health and wellness, in addition to the whole committee uh, as a whole. Um, there are, for, for students of programs, peer-to-peer -peer support sessions called the SRNA Shared Experience. They have been occurring, um, they started about two years ago. And they happen about every two to three months. And they're um, sessions you can come on. Sometimes they're moderated by a, a licensed counselor and they're kind of facilitated. But they're really just a place for you know, students to come and support each other. So there's talk about you know, um, challenges that are happening in their program or maybe even in their personal lives and just asking for students to listen and um, to offer some um, support. Uh, there's also something um, uh, in the um, SRNA well-being that's a uh, portal that's called uh, Well-Being Well Worth It. And it's um, basically you're able to go on and fill out a form uh, posting suggestions to other students um, on how, to, how they have stayed healthy and well during school. And so this, these are written by other students and they post them and they're just giving um, suggestions of things that have worked well in their lives. Um, and then the only other thing I, I want to point out on this slide is that there are free apps available um, on uh, the AANA website that are available free for download. Um, and they are apps around meditation. Uh, there's music apps. There's podcast apps. So, again, if you... Um, would find these useful, I suggest that you um, look at these resources. 
Now, if you're um, in crisis and need help, um, you should be asking for help. Um, uh, you know, you should be asking your friends, um, asking your program directors or faculty that you are, are needing help. And we all need help sometimes. Um, if it gets in crisis, um, there is the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention that has a 24-hour hotline. Um, you can see the number here. The, the hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. The, 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 um, the letters talk. And um, so if you or a friend are in need and, and need to talk to somebody because um, you're feeling overwhelmed, then uh, there is a resource there. And there's also a crisis text line where you don't actually have to talk to anybody, but you can text with a counselor. And again, that's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week free support. And so you can text the number 741741, and that will connect you to a crisis counselor. And then, again, the AANA has a helpline um, a confidential support line, and that is 1-800-654-5167. And um, it's, you know, called the peer support line. And um, it, you know, it mostly handles uh, um, issues around drug and alcohol abuse and kind of um, offer support around that. But really, anybody can call that line and, and they would help uh, direct you to um, a resource. And I have this slide here because um, if you're going through a nurse anesthesia program, you know, um, it's, it's hard. But unfortunately, some of you may experience an adverse or an unexpected traumatic event while you're in school. And this can be either a bad patient outcome, a mistake, or some other traumatic event that occurs during the program or during life while you're in school. And so for those of you, again, that are online today and you're looking for some additional support from, um, uh, you can uh, access this part of the website. And again, you can use some of those crisis uh, resources that I had on the other slide uh, to help you. But the, again, the AANA is very committed to, to uh, providing you resources. And then for those of you uh, on the in the conference today that are looking for some additional support from um, either a specific racial or ethnic group of CRNAs or SRNAs. There are a few diversity committees or groups that um, support students and welcome uh, students um, into their groups. And they're listed here on this slide. Um, so I encourage you, the AANA does have a diversity, uh, equity and inclusion committee. Um, there are multiple division, um, DEI committees in, in, uh, at the state level. So you could look at your um, state nurse anesthesiology group. Um, there is a um, diversity in nurse anesthesia mentorship program um, founded by uh, CRNA Lena Gould. And um, you can reach out to her for resources um, and to help support um, there's the Bigger Dreams, Better Tomorrow's Foundation. Again, that's a wellness support group 
um, uh, uh, you know, um, that is, is available. There's a Philippine uh, CRNA Facebook, a black CRNA Facebook, and then there's a pride foundation for CRNA. So again, if any of those speak to you, um, please feel free to um, write down that information and contact them. They would love for you to uh, join uh, their group. And then lastly, uh, you can always reach out to me and I can try to find you the resources to help resolve any challenge you may be having. Um, again, we're, you know, nurse anesthesia school is definitely um, hard. I think you'll, when you talk to CRNAs, they'll say, I love being a CRNA. I never want to do anything else. But then pretty much they all say how hard school is. So um, we know this might be a, a, a challenging time. So please, uh, you know, find ways uh, to keep yourself healthy um, and um, please reach out for resources if you need them. Thank you for listening to this pre-recorded session from our 2022 student conference. For more about our speakers, please read their bio in the show notes and we'll see you on the next episode.